Howdy, and welcome to episode two of Skit Your Shorts, the short stories comedy podcast. I'm Dutch Foley. Pleasure to meet ya. My robot co-host here is Plotbot9000. Why don't you introduce yourself, PB? Come on, PB, don't be shy. I am busy. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the show has started already. I'm perusing the information highway. Uh, that's neat. What have you learned from this web of information? It's not a web. Spiders are yuck. It's a highway that you can surf. I have learned about two girls who have to share a single cup. The human body has an incredible recycling system. Do you want to know what happens? Yeah, I'm pretty sure waste is not meant to be recycled in the way the video portrays. And how about you just tell us our first short story instead? Fine, but it's going to involve the World Wide Web. Is that okay? Or do you have a problem with an infinite amount of free education and helpful resources as well? Nope, that's all fine and dandy. Let's get to it. Do you believe in Wi-Fi Afterlife by Dutch Foley? Is there an interior designer that only works on waiting rooms? If so, I bet they have a nice waiting room in their office. Unlike the piece of caca I'm standing in now. There are no chairs, no daytime soap operas playing, no magazines that I would never read in my life unless I was bored out of my gourd, not even carpet with a hideous pattern on it which is most likely made that way so they have to vacuum less often. Because who's to say whether it's the carpet or someone threw up a mixture of pizza rolls and monster energy drinks. This waiting room looks more like 2001, a space odyssey where everything is white. At least that guy had Hal to talk to. Perhaps there's someone or something watching me right now, and all I have to do is say hello. But if they've been watching me, it's way too late for a casual howdy. Maybe they're waiting to see how long it takes for me to go crazy. I'll show them it takes more than that to break me by yelling. I'm having a great time in here. Finally a place to achieve my dream of screeching like a pterodactyl for 12 hours straight to see if I can summon any dinosaurs. I begin to screech like this. Eek eek ek ek eek wa 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 ha eek 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 la 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 la. But I'm stopped moments later. I hear a voice. Please don't do that. Look, I'm sure you're confused, so if it will prevent you from making that noise. I will answer 10 questions, so choose wisely. I can even tell you the meaning of life. You mean like the magazine or the board game? Neither, and you have 9 questions left. You slimy snake in the grass. You got me. Alright, alright, alright. How did I end up here? You died. 8 questions left. Oh snap. How'd I die? You opened up a box full of sex toys and candy, which you happened to choke on. Seven questions remain. The sex toys or the candy? The candy. Six more questions. Phew, that's a relief. Okay, so am I a ghost? If by a ghost you mean in purgatory, then yes. You have five left. Oh, dope. Am I like Patrick Swayze ghost or like Pac-Man ghost? I don't know how to answer that but I'm still counting it since it was such a stupid question. That leaves you with four more. Fair enough. Can ghosts use the internet? No. And three left. That's lame. Can I use the internet in heaven or hell? 
both. You're down to two. Whoa. Gotta be smart about this. Okay, does the internet in heaven and hell have any restrictions to let's just say, content not suitable for younger audiences? I knew we'd end up here. After the meaning of life, this is the second most asked inquiry. And to answer your question, you can watch porn in hell but not in heaven. Huh. As if that's what I was wondering. But like, can I go to hell? And that would be the third most popular question. But yep, down you go, you pervert. Revenge Yearbook Signing by Dutch Foley If someone you don't like very much asks you to sign their yearbook, you should do it. It's a great chance to be a sarcastic fart nugget. For example, if Billy, the all-star quarterback, had asked me to sign his, here are 10 things I might have written. Number 1. Hit them with reality by writing something like, Well, it's all downhill from here. But not for me, because I'm still a virgin, I at least have that hill to climb. Number 2. Almost give a compliment, but turn it into advice. Try something like, stay cool, dot 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 in the pool. Number 3. Make it sound like you're excited for them, but really you're just amazed they passed. Feel free to use this line. Can you believe it? You're actually graduating. Number 4. The ultimate son of a bitch move. Just sign your name. It's the equivalent of drawing a middle finger because it screams. I have nothing to say to you, but I'll grace you with my autograph. Number 5. A picture is worth a thousand words, so try spitting in it. Bonus points if bits of pepperoni from the rectangular pizza you had for lunch dislodged from your mouth onto the page. Number 6. Sign as if you're Adolf Hitler. That way if they're ever accused of being a Nazi you can yell, Check their yearbook. Number 7. Even if they're a nice person, they probably did something they're not proud of. Make them sweat with five simple words, I know what you did. Number 8. Instead of signing the page, rip it out, crumble it up, shove it into your mouth, and keep eye contact with them the entire time while chewing. If they're still standing around by the time you swallow it, get them to leave by insinuating you'll return it once it escapes your large intestines. Number 9. Draw a dog. But if that dog happens to look like a penis, oh well you tried. Number 10. Take up as much real estate as you can. Since you don't really know them, fill up a page with fake memories. For example, I'd probably write something like this. Do you remember the fun we had when you poisoned me? Sorry, that's a line from that one Vincent Price movie, House on the Haunted Hill. Speaking of, remember when we went up to that abandoned house? You were crying a river because you stepped on a little old rusty nail. Or was it a needle? Now that I think about it, it was probably a needle because that's where everyone likes to go and do drugs and sometimes live when they did too many drugs. I told you that someday you'd live there, and you cried more which was annoying, but since I'm caring, I handed you a tissue to wipe your tears. Because you're selfish, you said.
I think this is someone's dirty underwear. Regardless, I had a great time. We should do it again if you don't have any friends in the future. I'll have lots of friends, but I'll still make time for you. Smelter Delter by Dutch Foley. Louise spreads the cheese on the cracker. It's a good spread, too. Like one of those perfect Olympic dives where all judges give a 10 except for that one asshole. That son of a bitch gives a 9.8. I'd like to see that judge cut through the water like a knife. Like a knife spreading cheese on a cracker. She takes a bite. It's not bad. She should have spent the extra dollar and bought the cheese with the better design package. Not that a better design always means better quality, but you won't find Louise holding a box of value brand bullshit. Louise makes a decent living, and Louise buys what Louise wants. Using her Olympic diving knife, she cuts the cheese once more. She giggles at the saying, cut the cheese because she has a good sense of humor. The laughter causes Louise to lose focus. The slice of cheese meant for the next Ritz cracker falls straight to the ground in slow motion. At least, that's how she watched it fall. Decent living or not, wasting food is not Louise's style. Trying to adhere to the five-second rule, she reaches for the cheese. Past five seconds and that sucker is full of bacteria, Louise mutters. That'd be true if she had cleaned her floor every once in a damn while. The bacteria was quickly engulfing this not cheap but not expensive cheese. She decides to cut her losses and calls her dog, Bartholomew V, over to eat it, but it was too late. The bacteria mixed with the overly processed cheese was chemically reacting, or whatever a scientist would call it when two things mix and do crazy shit. The cheese was growing at an alarming rate. Normally, Louise would think, Great! Free cheese! but this monstrosity was forming arms and legs. Within minutes, it had copied the exact shape and form of her, whose self admittedly didn't take the best care of her body, but for a contaminated piece of cheese, it wasn't the worst bod to have. The dog was being a dog and barking nonstop as if Louise didn't notice what was happening. Bartholomew wanted to bite the stranger randomly appearing in the house, but it looked too much like his owner so the confusion held him back. As for the real Louise, she held out her knife, threatening the cheesy clone to stay back. Louise, the cheese version, looked at the knife with remnants of her cheesy relatives on it and says, What are you going to do? Cut the cheese? Human Louise leaps back, shocked by the fact it can speak. But once the cheesy abomination held her nose and started wafting the air, she realized that she and the cheese were no different. They both let out a hearty chuckle because farts are indeed funny. Bartholomew even ceased to bark so he could join in on the chuckling session. After a hearty laugh, they all sat down to eat cheese together, which the clone at first thought was insensitive to her feelings, but came to understand that it's their way of saying, you're one of us now, Cheese Louise.
Hey, that was nice. Thanks for reading those stories, PB. The pleasure is all mine. Oh, wow. I am surprised to hear that, but also glad that you're enjoying it. Yes, I gain much pleasure from knowing that nobody is listening to this podcast and the stories are being delivered to the ear holes of zeros of people. Yeah, you got me. I should have known. But thanks for listening if anybody out there did happen to hear this show. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe and you'll officially be the only person on the planet listening. If this show makes it to 100 subscribers, I vow to personally break the internet with my butt. Okay, goodbye.